I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Now, 630 Chad presents The Elks This Week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game. From the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. Yep, another loss for the Edmonton Elks last week. Uh, it's it's getting hard to know how to open the show, and that's the challenge that Morley Scott has every week, except for tonight. Morley's on the DL. Uh, he'll be back very soon. I'm uh, in the big chair, and my name is Dave Campbell. Elks this week, and the Elks uh, with a effort that, you know, there are times in that game against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers where they look good, and then the third quarter happened, and then things kind of, you know, as they usually do, they um, the, the the game ends in disappointment. The Elks lose by a score of twenty-eight to fourteen. We'll get to that in a moment. We'll hear from Kevin Brown, uh, Edmonton Elks running back as well. Monday morning magic today down at K Days. Uh, his first time taking part. Number players first time taking part, and it's always been a signature event uh, on the uh, Elks calendar and in the uh, community events area. And we'll talk about the season as well. Elks made uh, some transactions today. They released two players. One player. This caused a, a big stir on uh, social media, on Twitter or X or whatever the heck it's called now. Uh, American receiver Maurice French has been released. He played four games for the Elks this season, four, uh, 15 catches, rather, 190 yards, one touchdown. He went into the lineup after Eugene Lewis suffered that knee injury in the loss to the Argos back on June 25th. Now, French had a great training camp after his uh, performance in the two preseason games. He caught 16 passes for 143 yards and a touchdown. So uh, does this signal that maybe Eugene Lewis is set to return? Word is he's close. He has two games left on the six-game injured list, so uh, you would hope that this is what this means because they are very thin at receiver. Manny Arsenault still isn't ready to come back from his knee injury, and his timeline for a return is longer than Eugene Lewis. And there, you know, Chris Jones has referenced the head coach of the team that been for he and Maurice French have clashed, and he's kind of chuckled about it. But you know, perhaps that's a reason as well. And you clash one too many times and you say the wrong thing perhaps and especially to your to your boss and maybe uh, that's what's at play here. We'll see if Chris Jones will be uh, transparent about that uh, release tomorrow. Sometimes he doesn't like to or a lot, oftentimes he doesn't like to be uh, or divulge that type of information, but we'll try and get some answers. Will we see Eugene Lewis on the field tomorrow? We'll, we'll see what happens. Is there a signing that we don't know about? We'll find out tomorrow before uh, practice. Also, Toby Antigua, veteran linebacker, has been released as well, played 12 games in 2022. One game this year, that was week three against the Argos at home. Three defensive tackles, one special teams tackle in that. And uh, Antigua, unfortunately, I thought it was you know a good signing in 22. A bit of a Swiss Army knife did not really translate that way on the field this year or uh, last season as well. In fact, you know, out of training camp, he was released, but uh, signed a deal to stay on the practice roster. And 
unfortunately just you know didn't make it enough of an impact and that's the story for the elks this season they they do some good things in games they caught the bombers on a short week an older team and it sure looked good in the beginning but the elks faltered in the end losing 28 14 here's how it sounded Third and one for the Bombers as uh, oh, they will try and push wait. it across. And I don't know if they've got it. Uh, Prukop in a quarterback, and uh, we'll see where they mark it. I think it's going to be marked short, and I think the Elks have a stop here. We'll wait and see officially. They're, they're short. It's uh, short indeed. So the Elks defense with the turnover, a stop on third and short. And the Elks offense now coming back onto the field. So the first big play of the game defensively goes to the Elks. Motion starts for Calaris. He will drop back. He's looking to the left side. Pressure comes. It's up into the air, and it's intercepted. It is intercepted, and uh, it is uh, taken by Marcus Lewis, who gets his second INT of the season, and the defense has their second big play of this football game on their second series. Cornelius takes the drop, looks and throws, and it's up into the air and intercepted. It goes off of Kevin Brown, and it's intercepted, and the Bombers will have the football back as Winnipeg's defense makes the big play. Prukop dropped the football on the snap, but quickly picked it up. Now the offense of the Elks is coming on the field because the offense of the Bombers is coming on oh, the field too, Dave. It's, oh, a turnover. it's a turnover. Have they marked it? I think they have. Yep, they have. Elks defense celebrates on a third and short for the second time in this football game. Right side, Cornelius takes the drop, takes a deep drop, and then tries to take off, but can't, and he gets hauled down at around the 43-yard line, and that'll be it. Third down coming up. Here's a throw from Calaris. He's got a man wide open. And this is nothing but green grass for Nick Dembski. He goes to the end zone, and that is what you call a bust in the defensive coverage by the Elks. And an explosion play, as Chris Jones calls them, puts the Elks in a hole. Cornelius looks left, pumps once, now pumps again downfield. He's got an open man. It is complete, and Dylan Mitchell is on his horse, and he'll walk the dog to the end zone. Touchdown, Elks. Dylan Mitchell into the end zone. He had a big game here last year, which included 100 yards and a touchdown. He's got a TD here this year, and the Elks are back into it in the third quarter. Noah Curtis on the other side of the D-line as Calaris takes the snap, pulls it away from Oliveira this time, rolls to the right side, throws for a touchdown. And Rashid Bailey hauls that one in, and the Bombers are starting to open up here at uh, IG Field in Winnipeg. So it's third and five. Ball's at the 19-yard line. Could be the ball game for the Elks here as they've got to get the first down. Third and five inside the 20. Motion starts. Cornelius takes the ball, quickly releases, and it's knocked down again by Willie Jefferson who gets his big hands up and drops that one to the turf. And Zach Kolaris will take the ball. Zach Kolaris will take a knee. And Zach Kolaris has his 10th win of his career over the Edmonton Elks. And for the green and gold, the misery continues. Seven straight losses now to start this season. 28-14, the final score in this one. The Elks lose to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So there you have it. The call, Morley and I, last Thursday from IG Field in Winnipeg, 28-14 loss uh, to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and 0-7 to start the season for the Elks. I think in that game, I, I think we're seeing a microcosm of the season. The defense, I think, gives this team a puncher's chance. Special teams, you know, uh, it's hit or miss. Give Dean Faithful some credit. He's hit five straight field goals after going 0-2 in the game against the Riders in, the, in Regina. 
And, you know, like, I'm going to put a bit of a positive spin on the, on the uh, offense just a little bit here. You know, the fact that Dean Faithful has tried seven field goals in the last three games will tell you they're getting into scoring position because Dean Faithful doesn't really kick long field goals, okay? He kicks from, I don't know, 45 yards in. So they are getting opportunities, but boy, they're they're squandering them. I mean, you look at the first half, Taylor Cornelius has a interception to Kevin Brown, our guest coming up here shortly on the Elks this week. And then they uh, he gets sacked late in the second quarter and the Elks are taken out of field goal range. That's 10 points you leave on the field. That's tough. You can go into the break with a two-possession lead after a good start and a good performance by the defense. And then in the second half, the third quarter. Here we go again. Uh, Elks have been outscored 71-32 by my count in the third quarter. They kind of survived it. They got the one explosion play to Dylan Mitchell, but not enough. And the defense worn, worn completely down in the fourth quarter. And time of possession was 32-25 in favor of the bomber. So it's kind of the same old, same old. The offense has to become more relevant in games. The RPO game, it works, but when it doesn't work, and McAdoo, the, o- the OC, the offensive coordinator, has a bit of trouble in adjusting. Um, I think Taylor Cornelius has some trouble processing the game. Then you don't, at, at key moments and at times, that really hurt the team. Then you got receiver drops that hurt the team, and you got the offensive line that uh, they're not good enough at this point as well. So it's a collective thing, okay? But you can have your quarterback struggling like the like he is with Taylor Cornelius, even though he's doing some good things the last three games. And you can't have your play caller kind of put your offense in a box. But you know what? When you don't have an O-line that can protect, it's 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 hard. When you have receivers that drop balls, that's hard. You know, but collectively they are not even close to being good enough. And they play a BC Lions team, may have Vernon Adams, may not. Doesn't sound like it. You know, he suffered a knee sprain and that went over the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders on Saturday. It looked bad to begin with, but uh, just a knee sprain. And on uh, a Vancouver podcast today, uh, head coach of the Lions, Rick Campbell, said, we'll know in 24 to 48 hours who our starter will be, but uh, we expect Vernon Adams to be a one- to two-week thing. So I expect Dane Evans to start a quarterback on Saturday when the Elks take on the BC Lions at home and trying to avoid setting a North American pro sports record for most consecutive losses at home. It's at 20, and that is very, very painful. You can catch it right here on 6.30, Chet. Countdown to kickoff with Brennan Escott at 3.30. The kickoff with Morley and yours truly will be at 5 at Commonwealth Stadium. Kevin Brown will be a part of it. He was a part of Monday Morning Magic today at K-Days. We'll uh, get his perspective on uh, being a part of a special event and just – just trying to chop wood, as they're saying, trying to get the first win of the season on Saturday. See Elks this week. Dave Campbell for Morley Scott. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Now, more 
football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. It's it's close. There's there's a few apparently we're a little too tall for, but in some we got to kind of get our knees up a little like this, but but we fit on quite a few. Yeah, a few squeezes on the leg room, uh, you know, a few hopefully we don't crush the kids too much, but uh, but yeah, no, we fit okay and it's fun. <laughs> That's fullback Tanner Green and offensive lineman Mark Cordy talking about uh, Monday Morning Magic and squeezing into some of those rides. It's uh, Dave Campbell hosting the show today for Morley Scott. Uh, one fellow that maybe didn't have as much trouble. I mean, we're talking about two big guys here. Kevin Brown, he's compact, but he's, you know, a little lower to the ground, that sort of thing. Uh, Kevin Brown joins us. Uh, Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing well. <laughs> <laughs> how how was the uh you know your experience on getting on the rides and that sort of thing today oh yeah it was tight you know uh even though i'm kind of <laughs> like you said compact i have long legs so i had to like scoot down or like turn my legs to the side or have them ex- open wide extra so i mean it was, it was a tight fit but it was fun yeah, I want to get your perspective on Monday Morning Magic. This has been a long-standing tradition for this organization going back to, oh, geez, I mean, I'm almost 50 years old, and it's gone as far back as, as, as that. Um, and it's a special event because it's it helps uh, uh, physically, you know, kids with physical and mental challenges who normally – you know, can't really go to KDs. Uh, they get the park to themselves for for a while, and you're there to to meet them and help them and to give them some joy. Uh, your first time today. Tell me uh, what your impressions of Monday Morning Magic were, and what what really uh, what really st- stuck with you. Um, yeah, it was my first time. Uh, and since it was being my first time, uh, I really didn't know what to expect. But as I got there. And uh, I kind of settled in. It was it was fun. It's it's special because as you said, like you said, they had the whole park to themselves for a while. Um, uh, it was something I really want to do again. And like what I took away from it is um, being able to see them enjoy themselves, um, let them, you know, be comfortable, uh, and uh, just seeing the smiles on their faces. And it's something that I think as we all kind of get away from the COVID-19 pandemic, and I know this organization has really wanted to get out in the community, how important is that for you uh, as a member of this team to, to get out there and to, to talk to people and, and to see people and be in, in, involved in events like this, uh, which has been a big part of this organization's history? Um, I think it's very important because, I mean, for me, Speaking for myself, I like uh, seeing joy or bringing joy to other people um, in any way, small or big, but letting them know that, um, you know, people are here for them to brighten up their day. And since the Edmonton Elks are doing that, um, that's that's kind of my organization. And I kind of feel what they're doing, and I love it. All right. Did you have a favorite ride today? Do you have like a top two or three? Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. <laughs> the bumble car. Uh, so the bumble car is on my top mark. And uh, the second, I'm going to have to say the merry-go-round. The merry-go-round. And merry-go-rounds are like, that's just a staple for any, however old you are, wherever you are, if there's a merry-go-round, you got to go on the merry-go-round. That, that's just that's just the, the it thing. It's a must. 
<laughs> uh, Kevin Brown joining us, Edmonton Elks running back here on 6.30, Chad. Uh, well, okay, let, let, let's talk about it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, another loss, 0-7, a game where I thought, Kevin, this team really threatened the Bombers, who are one of the better teams in the league. But unfortunately, I don't know what it is, man. Is it just that, again, the third quarter kind of, derailed you again and it was really hard to kind of get back on the horse and uh, find uh, find the momentum and find your footing again uh yeah and i thought we came out i thought we came out uh and you know i thought also this was going to be the game uh came out that third quarter you know we went in with the right mentality we came out with the right mentality and i thought we were this, this was the game that was gonna be the new start but it just slipped away, you know. Um, yeah, it just seems like it's that third quarter, that second half, that we got to figure it out. Yeah, and I thought too, it's an interesting point because I thought, okay, you're outscored 15 to 8, but it did, it felt kind of different, though. Because, uh, you know, there's been some third quarters where, quite frankly, you've been caved in. But it wasn't that way. They scored right away, and then you scored right away with an explosion play to Dylan Mitchell. And then, unfortunately, mm-hmm. after that, I mean, when it was a two-point game, it was – it was just, you know, that was it for you as far as trying to, you know, trying to get score more points. But I thought, you know, the way it looked and kind of how it felt that that maybe you got a little bit of traction. Yeah, most definitely. Um, uh, we didn't we didn't stop the fight. You know, there wasn't giving up. There wasn't any giving up at that point. Um, but uh, I guess they just made more uh, plays than we did more explosive plays to get them down the field and into the range. Yeah. Is that the key, too, for your club is, uh, I mean, you're finding a way to keep the ball more. You're finding a way to move the ball down. And I mentioned that, you know, Dean Faithful has seven field goal attempts in the last three games. And, you know, we know his range is a little closer than maybe other field goal kickers. So it tells me you're moving the ball. But um, mm-hmm. those type of big plays, you know, we've seen the odd explosion run come into the mix and, Maybe that's just, you know, I think every CFL team needs that, right? They need an explosion play to kind of flip the field. Yeah, and we just got to make our routine plays, you know. Uh, that And that I think that's really what it comes down to, making the routine plays that, you know, we can make every day. Nothing, nothing too fancy, nothing too flashy, just simple, simple catches, simple runs, you know, things of that nature. Kevin Brown joining us, Edmonton Elks running back here on uh, 630 Cheds. Uh, the Elks this week, Dave Camblin from Morley Scott. is One more question because we're running out of time here. Uh, second meeting of the season with the Lions, uh, 22-0 loss in week two. Does that loss kind of stay with you this week, and is it something that kind of gives you a little bit more fuel? No, you know what's what's in the past is in the past. We're um, we're looking towards the future. Um, I mean, we could possibly take what we, you know, the mistakes from that game that we took and and correct it into this. But uh, as for for that past game, uh, no, we're not looking at it. We're looking at this week and this week only. All right, Kevin, uh, day one practice tomorrow, games on Saturday. And uh, I'm glad you had a great time at Monday Morning Magic. That is uh, definitely a staple of the year uh, for this uh, organization. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, We'll see you at practice tomorrow, okay? Thank you. Have a good one. All right, thanks, KB. That's Kevin Brown, Edmonton Elks running back. As uh, the Elks uh, participated in Magic this morning, they'll participate on the field for day one in practice. We'll see what the – 
roster alignments could look like. We'll see the injury report for the first time tomorrow. Eight left the game, as did uh, Mario Villamazar, the fullback. So we'll see any roster adjustments being made, possibly. And yes, we will look at the starting quarterback. I, I suspect it will be Taylor Cornelius, but you never know. And uh, Kevin Brown's saying, you know what, we got to do the little things better. And we got to keep doing the little things better. And that's the key with Stephen McAdoo's offense. There's a lot of little things like there is with every offense, but this is ball control offense, time of possession. But when you get your explosion play opportunities, you better hit them. And uh, that's the one thing that is really lacking with this team. And they're making too many mistakes. They're, they're just simply making too many mistakes right now. So we'll see if Eugene Lewis is perhaps on. And uh, Maurice French, Elks receiver, and uh, linebacker Toby Antigua both released. As far as the Lions are concerned, it's a knee sprain for Vernon Adams, the starting quarterback. Uh, may start, may play, but uh, likely not. Uh, Rick Campbell saying today that it's 24 to 48 hours when they will know for sure whether he is starting or not, but it likely could be a one to two week injury. So Dane Evans to start at a quarterback on Saturday. And you can catch the game right here on 6.30 Chet Countdown to kick off with Brendan Escott at 3.30. And David Bowles will be around as well after 5 o'clock on the sidelines, uh, patrolling the, uh, checking out uh, what the Edmonton Elks are up to. And of course, Morley and yours truly will have the call at 5 o'clock. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy for uh, helping out tonight. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, keep it locked on uh, 630Ched.com and the Elks page and Twitter accounts or whatever the heck they're calling this thing now. Uh, X, uh, yeah, we'll figure that out. Dave underscore Chad. All the updates you need uh, out of practice and any other Elks news. Thank you so much for listening. Good night.